At the end of each week, I will sit and contemplate, what did I think about this week? What insights am I having in my marriage? What grabbed my attention in pop culture? What new mommy moments did I experience? Whatever makes my highlight reel at the end of the week is going to be a part of the discussion. Join me. Let's talk about it. Hey, hey, everybody, you are tuned into What Did I Think About This Week, episode 17 with your host, Janine. I hope everyone is feeling amazing and empowered for this Black History Month. Um, I hope that we're all going out and continuing to support Black businesses as we should be doing every day, all day, every day of the year, but especially now since it's Black History Month. But I don't want to get the podcast started off without giving a quick shout out to Freeway and his successful kidney transplant surgery. High five, Freeway. Um, Much blessings to you. I hope you have a speedy recovery. Although I feel like you are because you were on Instagram popping shit talking about you're going to have the biggest comeback of 2019. And with that successful procedure, I am not going to argue with you at all. You are going to have the biggest comeback. So shout out to Freeway. Um, Another quick shout out. I want to thank my grandparents for being on the show last week. It was a very super special moment for me to have them sit in and shed some light on a bunch of different topics and to really give you all a insider's view of really conversations we have all the time and how um, inspiring their conversations are and how enlightening they are. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do along with all previous podcasts. All right. So um, on to this week, without further ado, I would like to introduce somebody whose name should not be of surprise. I shout her out all the time on the podcast and she's actually been on before, but everybody welcome my sis, Ari. Thank you for having me once again. Once again, and this is not the last time, of course, you're going to be on like a million other shows. (laughs) So how was your week? Was it nice? Was it peaceful? Did you have to choke your husband out? I did not. I did good. not. It was a good week. It was peaceful um, for the most part. I just started a new job, so that's always an interesting little transition. But besides that, we we getting it done. Man. Nice, nice. That's always good to hear. And it's nice to see you starting new endeavors and continuing old ones and progressing and shining and glowing and stuff. I see you, yeah. queen. I see you. (laughs) All right, guys. So we have a lot to talk about this week. But before we get into our various topics, a quick word from our sponsors. All right. So what do I think about this week is legit. What do I think about this week? So sometimes that's just going to be me sharing with you all crazy things that I'm thinking about or, or feeling or whatever, what have you. So this week, I want to share a dream that I had. And I'm the type of person who would like to think that my dreams are trying to tell me something or like they're trying to give me insight on different things I'm struggling with. So after this dream, I put on my coat of dreams, AKA my robe, and I just sat here and started trying to take apart what the dream was about. So here's a story and it's hella vivid. So y'all just work with me. So boom, I gathered my brother Charles who was younger than me and Jade and I took them with me to go visit a friend I'm gonna give fake names so I went to go visit this friend named Amy and we went to go hang out with Amy at her friend's house I'm gonna call her Nia all right cool so me and Charles and Jade go over to Amy's friend's house and we're all kicking it um Nia has this beautiful ass condo with this pool inside the living room it was like Incredibles 2 type of situation so we're having a good time swimming etc etc then Amy goes to the window and she looks like scared and she turns to Nia and goes hey they're outside you can't leave and I'm like what the fuck who are they and why can't we leave 
So I go to the window and I see like all these black cars with these people standing outside the cars wearing black with like guns pointed to the condo. And I'm like, what? And then I hear like footsteps like running up the stairs towards her unit as if they're about to bust inside the door. So I'm all like, where's Jay's shoes? Where's Charles? We need to go sneak out the back door or some shit. So in comes not a whole bunch of people. It was this one like Middle Eastern man, like super attractive. He had on one of those like turban type things, you know, the, the, um, the ones that the sheiks wear. I think that's what they are. And he had like tattoos. He had on like a baby tee, super, super attractive. And he sits at the table and he pulls out a briefcase and takes out one of those little like magnifying glasses that jewelers use to like determine the clarity of a diamond. Nia then hands him the diamond. He inspects it, says, hey, this is worth X amount of thousands of dollars. You're good. I will be back next week. All right. He leaves. Everything's fine. So I look at Amy and Nia and I was like, oh, we're good. I thought that those were cops. So like everything's fine. And they're looking at me like, bitch, there was like 20 men outside with guns pointed at the door like we could have died. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Like they're not cops. And then I woke up (laughs) and I was just so thrown off because like that was so vivid. Right. And like it was just weird. So then I started to break everything down. All right. So boom. First thing I want to discuss is my brother Charles being there. And the reason why it was weird for me is because Charles doesn't show up inside of my dreams often. But that previous weekend, which was Super Bowl weekend, we were at a family get together and and he was leaving. And as I was hugging him, like I was getting teary eyed. I was like, man, I miss you. We don't hang out like that. You should start coming over more. He's like, "Okay, cool. So him being there, I think, was the direct reflection of that conversation Like, because I vividly said to him, hey, I miss you. We should start hanging out more. So inside of my dream, I brought him with me to hang out. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Then the fact that I had him and Jade there with me, I think it was like me realizing that I still have like a sense of like obligation to protect him kind of or to still be his older sister. And I think that I lost sight of that because like Charles is two years younger than me. And, you know, we grew up together, essentially, and it got to a point where we couldn't slap box anymore because them hits was fucking hurting. <laughs> and he got to a point where he wasn't just my my little brother anymore. He could essentially protect me. And then when Chantel was born, b- both of our mindsets shifted to, okay, now we have to watch over our baby sister. So, I don't know, the fact that I was kind of being... Or guiding both him and Jade, I was like, okay, obviously, I still feel like I'm super protective over Charles. And then, of course, Jade, like, that's that's my baby. She's three. Of course, I'm going to be protective over her. Right. And so that was the first thing that was like, okay, that makes sense to me. Then, in the dream, it was odd to me that even though we were in the presence of obvious, like, underground crime lords with guns who could potentially kill us and probably discard of the, the bodies, I was like... As long as they're not cops, we're good. So I've been subconsciously taught or been made to feel like I can't trust cops. Mm. And that's crazy. Like all of that in one fucking dream. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's really weird. So I don't know. I don't know what that, what I got from that other than understanding what those points meant. I don't know how I'm going to carry that moving forward. But it was just interesting to me how like, okay, this dream makes sense. Are you one of the people that feel like your dreams are trying to tell tell you something? 
Yes, um, I've had a few really super vivid dreams. I mm-hmm. even had people who I know like past come mm-hmm. and visit me in my dreams. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always conscious of that type of a thing. Um, even to the point where my friends will call me and be like, "Hey, I had a dream about such and such and such." <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Let me Google it because yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I definitely think that the fact that you broke it down, you know, for yourself as far as your own interpretation, mm-hmm. I think that's dope. Um, for me, that's usually what I try to do. I've had just dreams where I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this? Like, right. what are, what is it trying to tell me or whatever? And, you know, you just take what you, what you can from it and then you just might be paying attention to your surroundings a little bit more or whatever, but. That was, that's another point that you just made for me. Jude always tells me, you don't be paying attention to what's going on around you. You're just very trusting, like, oh, everything's going to work out. But, like, the world's a crazy place. Pay attention to what's going on. Absolutely. So, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, I, mean, I do take dreams um, serious, especially because, you know, there are different realms of reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your spirit can go wherever it wants when it's mm-hmm. disconnected when you're asleep. So Yeah. Yeah. Lord. Well, I think I'm going to start keeping a dream journal. And when I do actually remember my dreams, try to like break them down. See, see, see what my dreams are trying to tell me, what it's trying to guide me to do. Because um, I've had dreams where like my great grandmother has been there and my great grandfather. And it's like super amazing because I remember after she passed off, I, I was like, I want her to come visit me inside of my dream. And she did. And I was like, cool. Nice. So it was nice. Yeah. So shout out to dreams, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Let's talk about the not so super, super bowl. That shit was trash. Well, maybe not for you. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. But you're from Boston, so I'll just assume. Yeah. Okay. So I am a Patriots fan Yeah. to a degree, right? Right. But I kind of lost um, a little bit of my um, patriotism <laughs> Okay. the Patriots when they gave that clown of a fucking clown of a president. Mm-hmm. In honorary jersey. I was like, yeah. mm, y'all on hiatus with me. Now I have to recant my patriotism. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I mean, you know, shout out to them because, I mean, you can't deny greatness at the same time. It's like, blah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, yeah, you're great, but and I'm, whatever. Yeah, so... I'm not a football fan at all. I watch Super Bowl for the Super Bowl parties, the wings, the beer, and like the halftime show and the Super Bowl commercials. Yes. <laughs> all of those things weren't... Pro- we did have wings, but anyway. But as far as the Super Bowl goes, it was underwhelming. I, the Super... The, the, the halftime was trash. Um, Maroon 5 in Atlanta. Don't know if that was the best act to choose, but whatever. Um... That's the one they could get. That's the thing. Maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because I'm sure that they reached out to some other people. It was like, nah. Oh, they did. You're right. Adam Levine, when he took his shirt off, was looking kind of zaddy-ish. So that was promising. Um, Travis Scott's appearance was underwhelming as well. He was there for like five seconds, did did one verse to sicko mode, and then hopped off stage. Literally hopped off stage. <laughs> but I was happy to see Big Boy come, come on. We love Big Boy and his fur. And the fact that he had the whole dome saying ATL, ho, the ATL ho chant, like <laughs> proud ATLian moment. That shit was wonderful, 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 <laughs> wonderful. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm over football, the Super Bowl, all that shit. Yeah, for me, I mean, I definitely am one of those, like, I stand with Kaepernick. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I haven't watched the Super Bowl in two years, to be quite yeah. honest. And, um, 
for me, the fact that the Patriots were here and, you know, it was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you would have thought I would have been like, okay, I'm going to break it because I want to just mm-hmm. be out in the scene, but nah. no, not I was at all. like, you know what, I'm staying home because that's just paying for places that I'll be able to get in for free next week. Facts. Nope, nope, nope. And then it's like, I don't do traffic. Atlanta traffic <laughs> is bad enough. So with people who are from out of town who can't drive and then the people here who can't drive, I'm just like, no, I'm staying home. Just too much. <laughs> but that's an argument that I'll... I've been hearing, um, especially on the Joe Budden podcast, they were talking about should we be or how extensive should our Super Bowl Super Bowl boycott go because Kaepernick low-key would play for the Super Bowl if somebody hired him. That's very true. So are we like just holding out until he gets hired on again or like we just going to say fuck the Super Bowl because they didn't do right by us from, to begin with? Um, I'm kind of torn because like you said, if he was on a team, he yeah. would be playing. However, mm-hmm. he would still have his personal stance with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that he kind of has removed himself completely, mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I'm going to move mm-hmm. myself so too big. Really. You know, but, at least to see what's going on and then the fact that um, so many people were upset with, you know, the lineup and this and the third. And I'm like, well, you got to pick a side because... If you're upset that Big Boy and Travis Scott were performing, but you're watching the Super Bowl, like, what you mad about? Right. Right. If you didn't watch the Super Bowl at all, you wouldn't even care. That, exactly. that's, a, that's a fact. So, how do we feel about people participating in, let's say, these, like, strip clubs, Super Bowl parties? Like, that was an argument, too. Technically, I'm not supporting the Super Bowl if I'm going to an event that would have happened anyway. They're just slapping the name Super Bowl on it be, be, um, because it's Super Bowl weekend. Should we boycott those, too? I guess we don't know at this point not because really. it's already over. But Yeah, not really. Yeah. I'd say, you know, Atlanta could definitely use the money, could definitely use the... A lot of um, money came into the city. Yeah, that definitely use the exposure. I mean, I'm sure some people's, you know, bills and shit got paid. <laughs> Absolutely. I ain't the one to be hating because I'm only paying my own. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I get it. It, it worked out um, for what it needed to do in the city. And I respect that, you know. Put some respect on it. I agree. All right. So in other football news, um, Sierra confirms on an interview this week that Russell Wilson bought her masters for her as a Christmas gift and gave them to her under her name only. Like, it's not me and you, Cece. This is all you. I love Russell Wilson. And we wonder why we don't be giving a fuck about future. He, he's amazing. And the fact that he bought her master's and put it under her name, like that gives her financial freedom to do whatever she needs to do. Heaven forbid anything happens with them, that's still hers. It, it does, it does. And let me just say, okay, I don't have any problem with future. Yeah. Because, you know, that's like the homie from back in the day, day, day. But right. what I will say is you definitely see the growth within her. Just okay. from her transition as a whole. So the fact mm-hmm. that People can say whatever they want about Russell Wilson. All these yeah. lame, he's corny, this, and the third. First of all, you don't know him because mm-hmm. you don't know him. Right. Second of all, the fact that he's, like, setting his wife up and, like, really just Building supporting her, her yeah. like, that shit is real. Like, mm-hmm. People need to see that type of thing. You yeah. know, everybody's not a fucking gangster. Facts. Everybody's not going to be a fucking thug. Mm-hmm. Half of these fucking thugs ain't thugs in real life. That's true. So, the fact that he's doing right by his wife in that regard, I just... You know, yeah. I can't say enough. <laughs> I love excited. it. That's, that's He's dope. like, to me, the male version of what people want to do to Aisha Curry. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. like, like, she's not sexy or she's not this. How do you know? You're not with them when they turn off the lights or when they go do their personal thing. She's having these babies out. So she definitely she doing something. Hello. Yeah, oh, exactly. Me. So I think it's time or I'm happy that there's. 
these positive images of what a spouse should be or what a partner should be and kind of making it seem like you don't have to be again a thug a rapper a hard ass or whatever you don't have to be exposing your body and looking like an ig model slash stripper you don't have to do all that you know so i think it's dope and it also shows how much he doesn't mind paying respect and paying homage to his wife boom that's real that is real because some men be like, "Oh, you're not about to overshadow me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, you can tell they respect each other's lane. They're very supportive of what each other is doing. Right. You know, from from an outsider looking in, and I think it's just it's something great to see because it lets you know that it's possible. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about some college football. Um, college quarterback DeAndre Francois, I'm, I'm probably saying that name with a little too much accent, but whatever, was dismissed from the team after a domestic dispute allegation. Um, shit's crazy. So basically what happened is his girlfriend posted a video on IG where there was some audio of an alleged fight between her and DeAndre. And the same day, they dismissed him from the team. And the head coach, um, Willie Taggart, posted a statement and said, Last night, I informed DeAndre Francois that he is no longer a member of the Florida State football program. As we build a new culture and foundation for FSU football, we have high expectations for all of our student athletes, and we will not shy away from those high standards of conduct. We are moving forward as a program. Listen, let's say hypothetical. Let's say that he really did hit this girl or it really was a situation where he abused her. Absolutely. I think it's dope that as an organization or as a coach or as a leader, you make him take responsibility for that. And you basically set the president of this is behavior that we don't like. What I do not like is this immediate cancel culture shit to where it was the same day you you didn't research it. You don't know what's going on. You probably didn't really ask him what's going on. You're just so scared of whatever backlash you'll get from the media or whatever that 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 you dismiss this man. And I just feel like this is another um, example of how I feel. Football programs don't stand by their players. Mm-hmm. Like we 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 talked about cap earlier. We we've heard how. Um, managers and owners talk about players on their team, and now we have this situation. It right, sucks. Right. It sucks. See, I'm new to that particular um, situation. Like, this is the first time I'm really hearing about mm-hmm. it. But what I will say is, I agree. Uh, if those allegations are true, definitely look into it. You know, maybe put them on suspension, type yeah. of a thing, just to try to see what's going on. But you're right to just have that knee jerk reaction type of a. Um, response to him it doesn't it definitely it shows you the type of program that they're running Mm -hmm. and that's very responsible for them however it's irresponsible for his reputation especially when you haven't even gone through the the hard facts yet and let's go into some hard facts so his girlfriend diamond uh, aka diamond love on on instagram posted this statement on her instagram and basically said I want to first start by apologizing to DeAndre and his family for ultimately dis- diminishing his character. I should have never posted a video from our past situations that were already handled. The motive of the video was to scare him not to ruin anything he had going for himself. 
the sounds you hear in the video are me throwing things and hitting him. I should have never made it seem like he was hitting me. The video was made to look like something it wasn't. DeAndre has never struck me with his hand or fist. He has never bruised me, but has abused me verbally. It was actually serious. I would have took legal action instead of making an Instagram post. I just wanted closure and attention from him after we broke up, but I couldn't get it from him. The only way to get his attention was through Instagram and, and spiteful actions. I had no clue the video was that serious and would go viral to the point where he'd be dismissed. I was mad and made a decision out of anger. I thought posting an old video would make him remember all that we've been through, then delete it and everything would be fine. Now looking back on it, I feel terrible because I provoked him while recording, but was never in fear of my life or felt helpless. I never called the police on him because he never physically hurt me. We both were verbally abusive to each other throughout our relationship, which I understand now is not healthy. After my miscarriage, I felt alone and going through that alone made me very angry, spiteful, and selfish. I wasn't myself and tried to hold on to something that wasn't there. Love can make you do some crazy things, and I'm sorry for leading people to believe that he was hitting me along with the terror, or I'm sorry, along with all the trouble that I have caused. I feel terrible, and I know a lot of people are hurt by this, but I know he will bounce back from this and continue following his dream. Okay. This is why Chris Brown wanted to make a that bitch lion shirt for situations like this. Yeah, it's 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 really disgraceful, and then they women who do this um they'll try to come back and say oh i was hurt and i didn't think it was that serious you 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 knew exactly what you were doing you know that he is somewhat popular you know that he's on a college football team and from what i read because i don't watch football again but from our from, from what i read he has a very he had a very promising future so what you did was to fuck up his situation and if it was all because you need needed closure that's whack and that's immature then for her to be like you know love makes us do crazy things no i don't i don't like that excuse when people start doing irrational things or start being aggressive or start or or start being spiteful they'll try to blame it on love that's not what love is at, at all and it's not fair to blame your stupid behavior on love well, what I'll say is this. You got to remember it in, in context, it's college. Mm -hmm. Think about how dramatic college can be for those couples. And you're like, yeah. oh, they fighting. And they're like, mm -hmm. fuck you, no, fuck you, no, fuck you. <laughs> and you're like, oh, let me go back to my room. Like, right. I remember those days. So it's like to, to put everything on her. I feel like this. It was irresponsible for sure. Yeah. But I also know that a lot of people they do permanent shit with temporary feelings, you know? So they'll, she made a permanent decision, whether she knew the consequences or not. Right. You know, it's like, like she said, she was probably in a fucked up place, you know? Mm -hmm. Hindsight is one of those things where you're like, yeah, whatever. Could have handled that differently. Yeah, yeah you could have handled that differently. Mm -hmm. could've, it could have gone X, Y, and Z, you know, shoulda, mm -hmm. coulda, woulda, but at the end of it all, um, I feel like that's one of those things where unless we know the complete, like, just... The complete uh, information as far as their the relationship in its entirety goes, right. it's hard to place the blame or to just look solely at her. It's like, yeah, she definitely fucked up. She definitely fucked him up, you know, with that situation. The fact that she didn't consider those things before she did it lets you know she was moving in spite. Yeah. And the fact that 
you probably don't move in spite. I know I have moved in spite That's before, yeah. but I tried, I, you know, I've learned from that and I've grown from that. I can say that that shit is no good, but hey man, when you're in it, you're in it. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just one of those things where it, ho- hopefully she learns from this situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for him because like, like we said, they did, they basically reacted instead of making sure that they had their shit together first and making sure that they were supporting him as well. They just didn't do that. But it also, that also kind of lets you know what the institution is like. Like, they're a no-tolerance type of a place. Mm-hmm. And he needs to understand that. Like, yo, you can't be having that drama shit and be on a fucking prominent team like that. You just can't do it. That's a fact. So, and, and like a woman scorned, right? So, you're right. When we go back and say, okay, so what caused her to act like this? She mentioned the fact that 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 she had a miscarriage, I can only imagine what that situation was like and how you would be trying to find some kind of closure in that. So I get it. Um, Yeah, maybe we shouldn't totally demonize her. But what I will say is let this be a lesson to people to like really like calm down, step back, think about what's going on and find more productive ways, positive ways to move through conflict because this social media shit is not a game. You know, now that's that's a real fact. Um, I feel like the fact that people go to social media with these videos and shit, mm-hmm. first of all, you're negating from your entire privacy at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody needs to have that type of an insight on your relationship, especially on something that has already passed, it's already transpired, it's already right. done. Right. You know what I mean? For her to do that, trying to seek his attention, it's like, I get it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like you said, there are better ways to handle it, right. and social media as a whole, just the fact that it's the fucking internet, like, it's the World Wide Web, like, you cannot <laughs> take this shit back, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, that shouldn't be your go-to, that right. shouldn't be anybody's go-to, Right. people posting videos killing people online, all um, that type of shit, yuck. like, yeah. that's not what you do, mm-hmm. that, that screams you need some type of extra you know, attention on yourself. You need to take a moment and maybe get off social media completely for a second. But definitely not ruining people's shit, you mm-hmm. know, because you're feeling some type of way about something that has already passed. Yeah. It's 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 weird at how people like almost live their lives through social media like versus you actually addressing a problem dealing with it oh let me make a post real quick yes. let me let me get these likes let me get these comments yeah i want them to repost this so that my name is out there like that shit is it's, it's scary it's scary but it's that scary. also screams loneliness at the end of the mm-hmm. day because a lot of people they need that attention yeah and somebody will give them that attention you know mm-hmm. it's like somebody's gonna look at it somebody's gonna be like okay and be mm-hmm. gossiping and then it's gonna just spread like wildfire that's why she probably didn't think she's like oh who am i you know yeah it's not a big deal this is college like whatever she didn't think it was gonna go viral but unfortunately girl you thought people like drama and people spread drama the internet feeds off in negativity we we've learned that so yeah again if you're going through something um you know i can't tell you how to handle your situation maybe you like handling your situations on social media i would just ask <laughs> that we try to find different ways to do it and social media should not be your first go-to actually talk to that person or figure out a way to get to them it's not an open diary guys yes yeah, pretty much <laughs> moving right along speaking of cancel culture are we canceling liam neeson for his comment about <laughs> looking for or wanting to just go on a killing spree of black people after his friend was raped and she said it was by a black man Yes, we are. Canceling. We are canceling him. Why are we canceling him? So for me, it's a matter of 
I appreciate his honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, that hindsight is real. It's a yeah. real deal. It's 2020. You know, you can always look back in retrospect. My thing with that is, if he had carried out that situation, somebody else who had no actual affiliation with what his friend went through mm-hmm. would have lost his life. Their whole family would have been in turmoil because yeah. he felt the need to fucking have a V for Vendetta moment. Nobody has time for that shit. So we don't give him credit for not actually going through with it? I mean, I put it like this. If he's learned from that situation, that's great. Mm-hmm. I feel like definitely the fact that he's going to get backlash, like like we've talked about previously, there's always going to be something that you might have said or done, you know, mm-hmm. previously that obviously you don't feel or think that way any longer. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's a good tool as far as growth is concerned. Yeah. But for me, thinking about the fact that you know he's not the only person who thinks like that. You know he's not the only person who feels like that in the fact that he felt it would have been justified to do that to anyone, random, yeah. based on one specific person that she's speaking about and mm-hmm. not even know the whole account of the situation, like, right, right. like from that standpoint. Because he right. didn't say he was looking for that man. Yeah. He said he was looking for anyone for a week. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a bit ex- excessive yeah, for me. Yeah. That makes me look at him like, mm, you're know. crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i wanted to be a little more like sympathetic to the situation because in my mind i'm like okay the one where you said was growth i'm thinking okay the fact that he is openly talking about it knowing that that's a controversial statement obviously shows that he's worked on that he's 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 he's, he's dealt with those feelings from the past and that's not where he is anymore which is why he can talk about it right that's true. so then i'm thinking about in a traumatic experience, you're not thinking rationally. We don't know if, if this was a friend that 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 he had strong feelings for, etc. He's like, my friend came in here, she's crying, and she says she's raped, and and it was about it was by a black man. I'm going off. Such as if Jade came in here right now, bleeding, crying, and said, "This kid beat me up. I don't care what happened before. I don't give a fuck what you did first. Where is she at, and where's her mom at? You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah. I think you're right. He should have been looking for that guy. But I can also understand in a traumatic experience under rage, you're not thinking like that. And I can also know that a lot of times, if you're going through something, you just associate everything. Not to say that this is gonna be too related to what he went through but i remember i caught this badass stomach virus from eating hot dogs and fucking strawberries i did not eat a hot dog or a strawberry for three years right you know what i'm saying so i just know how if something happens you associate it with these things and either you avoid it completely or you're going towards it with like full-blown aggression right so I don't know. I was looking at it in that sense, and I was like, I'm not gonna cancel him yet. But he, that was some crazy shit for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll redeem himself, and like you said, that that definitely does show a level of growth. Right. For me, though, like even bringing it back to what you said about Jay, like where are her parents? You're where right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. no. The fact that he decided like anybody could get it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sit <laughs> anybody well can get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that really just doesn't sit well with me. And and I think the real reason why it didn't sit well is because, like I said, I know he's not the only one who shares that sentiment. And mm-hmm. it's like the fact that we get classified like that, like. Mm-hmm one black person represents the whole community and it's like you know yeah. what i'm gonna hurt you because you represent them like that, that makes sense. nuts to me yeah. you know that's that's what makes me be like nah liam you no more nice. takens we're good you want nice Mm-mm. 
<laughs> he literally is having a movie out about like him being on ice, whooping ass. It was no black ass though, but he was whooping ass on some ice. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked him. I guess yeah. was hurt behind that. I was like, damn, that's fucked up. I mean, shout out to Gross, but yeah. at the same time, I'm definitely looking at him sideways, like. <laughs> we sh- we shall see. You know, I'm 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 interested to see how how uh how everybody keeps that same energy, so yeah. to speak. Because like you know how everyone's like, oh, he's canceled. We're done for like a good three days, and then after that three days, you don't hear it anymore. We're yeah. back watching Taken One, Two, and Three. We're gonna go see Cold Pursuit. Like I'm just interested to see if everybody keeps that same energy. I right. know, I know you will, but yeah, you know. I'm like, you can go watch that by your damn self. But yeah, so. We shall see if Liam can redeem himself. Yes, I'd like to see that. So let's talk about Sir 21 Savage from the UK. Kingsman. I love Kingsman. Oh my God. Both of them. They were so good. Yes. All right. Seriously, guys. So 21 Savage was um, pretty much detained by ICE um, after his family overstayed a visa that expired in July of 2005. Um, he has since that expiration has applied for a renewal and that petition has been pending for four years. So it's not like he was just here, like not trying to get legal in a sense. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it's weird cause it was convenient timing. I feel like right when he started to kind of cross over from underground street thug rapper to being on like late show tv and really making a buzz oh now all of a sudden we care about sir 21 savage for being here in the states and it just shows you that our immigration laws are fucked up because first of all he came over here with his family under their visa he's been here since he was seven he's 26 years old now he has three kids he's a productive member of society and you know we're still he's still at risk of deportation it sucks so um, it kind of hit home for me because my mom was recently going through through the same thing too. Like she came over here with her parents, that visa expired. She doesn't really know what to do or they didn't really talk to her about what the proper steps were. And then, you know, it's a scary situation to know that now we're under a president who is trying to make examples out of immigrants. So it was, it's just crazy. What do you think about that situation? Well, also, um, from what I understand, I don't know all the facts, but yeah. um, he spoke out about immigration laws. Yeah, he sure and did. And that's what kind of brought the, 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 the microscope down on him mm-hmm. in particular. Um, I'd say the fact that people are being insensitive to it and acting like, you know, oh, he ain't from Atlanta, da 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 Like, first of all, don't do that. Yeah, you know matter. what I'm saying and immigration is very serious yeah. you don't have your shit together you don't have your citizenship you ain't talking to nobody about shit <laughs> so right. you know, your parents done told you your mama done told you hey shut the fuck up right. this is your birthday this is right. you know you've been here since blah 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 and after a while that kind of goes away yeah I'm really um, from here yeah. yeah so the fact that he's like right there like he just launched a pretty dope album yeah. you know and all of that, and he was really getting the notoriety, like really getting to that level where his platform was serious, mm-hmm. and then they want to try to crack down. It just lets you know that they will shut you down 
if you start talking reckless. Right. Now, what I will say about 21 is the fact that he knew his shit wasn't completely completed together, <laughs> you might want to be quiet, sir. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's neither here nor there. And I like the fact that people in his industry in particular are jumping on that bandwagon and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of come together and see what they can do for him. I think that's dope. Uh, I think that um, as far as just the whole... The whole situation, people need to educate themselves about that type of shit before they speak on it. Because, Absolutely, yeah. like you said, with your mom going through that, like people who don't get get that type of information or they don't know, they're literally just going off of what they hear. And hearsay is the bullshit, you know. And putting pieces of a puzzle phone. together. Yeah, yeah, we ain't got time for black telephone. Y'all need to fucking <laughs> to black telephone. Crack a book open, Google that shit. Absolutely. Like, for real. Educate yourself so you don't sound ignorant. Yeah. About it. And you're right. I like how it seems like um, the hip hop community industry is starting to really start supporting each other more. Like we uh, we saw it with Meek, we're seeing it now with Twenty One um, P from Quality Control Post and say, "Hey guys, we should all put funds together for um, Savage's legal team." Everybody was down. We saw Nick Cannon say he was down. Joe Budden said he was down. Like that's super dope. Yeah. Jay Z has actually hired a lawyer for them, even yeah. though Savage's people said no, we're good. The fact that we're still showing up and we're still uh, being supportive is awesome. Like yes. I'm really glad to see that. And um, Chris Brown, I'll say y'all need to cut it out. Cut it out. I said <laughs> Chris Brown will do so many law from Tekken backflips on Offset. It's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> Did, did you play second? You know what I'm talking about? The law would run up here to the backflips. Like, Chris Brown legit does backflips and break dances and sings on stage for hours on an offset. You're not ready. Just cut it out because at the end of the day, whatever side you're on, you know, y'all are all in the same industry. Right. And y'all we don't really want to see y'all other. fight for real. For exactly. Real. We don't Calm really want to see y'all fight. Stop it. And Chris just got out of trouble. He needed to go sad. That that was my thing with Chris. Chris, I need you to lay low and stop. Like, I just need you to not get in trouble for a whole year. It just seemed like he always in some shit. And, like, right when I'm, like, defending him and, like, that bitch lying t-shirt, I want one. Mm-hmm. You go off and you start to do crazy stuff. Like, just leave. And then it was all off of, like, a comment on Instagram. Chris, wh- why are you so serious? Could you stop being light-skinned? You're giving us the bad name. Stop it. <laughs> I blame them both because I'm like, y'all in each other's DMs talking cash shit, not gonna do shit. Uh-uh. Cut it out. Y'all Cut need to out. play a basketball game and just whoever loses, fucking put up some money or some I shit like to that. charity. Let's, you know, do something productive. Don't be on that shit. Let's let's settle it on the courts. Yes, you know. Or the nasty. dance floor because <laughs> Offset Loki can dance too. Oh, so see. you know, we need to handle it in those ways. But um, back back to 21, how do we feel about um, Demi Lovato being attacked after she basically said, uh, she was like, what did she say? Oh, so far 21 Savage's memes has been, the be- has been my favorite part of the Super Bowl. Black Twitter let her ass have it, and she has since then deleted her Twitter. How do we feel? Oh, now I didn't know about that. I yeah. mean, Demi Lovato speaking on, I mean, I don't necessarily feel like she said anything in particular, that was wrong. I don't know. You know, Black Twitter, they get sensitive about everything. Everything's a problem. I wish y'all could see, like, I'm nodding my head so hard. Like, yes. <laughs> it's always a trigger. You'd be like, okay, you was bad before you got here, but okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to me because I feel like there's this hypersensitivity with, with the Black com- community, and it's like, yo, I get it. Like, we've been 
marginalized, we've been picked on, we've been mistreated, we've been badmouthed for so long. At this point, we're not even giving y'all an inch to try to demean us any further. Like, I totally get it. But I'm also like, calm down, down, right? Because I'm on the fence and in the sense of like, I understand that there's just certain things that we can do within our community that you don't get a pass to do, such as me and my sister can pick on our cousin all day, but as soon as somebody outside of our family is, okay, no, like, we're, we're about to go handle this. Yes. So same thing with the black community. But I also understand the argument of, okay, if we want people to respect us or see us inside of a certain light, we have to be the change that we want to see the world change in, right? Absolutely. And the same thing she said, we all was saying, like, everybody's reposting these 20, 21 Savage memes and everybody's talking about it, joke, joking about it, laughing about it. And then as soon as Demi, like a little innocent white girl, says something, maybe not innocent, maybe not innocent, mm-hmm. but this little white girl says something, oh, now everybody's like, you shouldn't be talking about 21. This is a serious situation. And it's like, but she was just laughing like literally two seconds ago. Exactly. She wouldn't have seen the memes if y'all hadn't reposted it. it or created them. Or no. created them. Exactly, because we all know that we're the creatives. Like, mm-hmm. you created them, she saw them, she's laughing at them because it's something that you shared. Right. And I don't know, somebody said something real. Um, it was like, Making fun of the fact that 21 is from the UK is different from us making fun of the fact that he could potentially get deported, which is absolutely true. All the memes are like Sir 21 or him rapping inside of a British accent because nobody saw this shit coming. Like it literally came out of nowhere. So I don't know. I think we might need to apologize to Demi. Like it's not her fault that the memes were funny. The memes are funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like you said, like Twitter not having it, and they just like, mm-mm. I just would say, you know, like with anything in life, choose your battles, man. Mm-hmm. That shit is not that fucking deep. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were created and she's enjoying them just like we are, mm-hmm. don't get mad at her for saying exactly. something about it. She's not supposed to just be in the fucking shadows. If she says it, she says it. <laughs> in the shadows lurking. <laughs> yeah. Like, quietly suppressing her laughing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, this is not funny, but it is. I'm not laughing. Put out there, like she can enjoy it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, shout out to Twenty One. Um, prayers yes. that that situation gets handled. We don't want to see you deported. No. You know, you have a whole family here. We love you here in the states, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, especially. Mm-hmm. So, I hope everything goes well with that. Sounds I knew that Jay Z would hop on it. You know, if he has his hand in the situation, we we might be good. Exactly. He That's does call right. himself Hope. I'm just saying. He does. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our topics for the week. On to our introspective moments. Introspective moments with Nina. All right, so this week for introspective moments, I want to put a focus on Ari, our special guest. Even though you were here a couple episodes ago, we really didn't get to talk about you and your various endeavors and why I love you so much. So um, if you did not know, Ari has her own podcast, Check Please, and it's just super amazing. It it, it inspires me. I told y'all I feel like I got to be soft and warm, quiet storm on B103, like candles lit, in a zen space, but it's a really dope, dope um, podcast. So, Ari, um, what is the premise of Check Please and what inspired you to start it? Um, so, for Check Please, 
for me is just a personal testament of how I have decided I am going to check in with myself, make sure my frequency is good, make mm-hmm. sure my frequency is high, make sure I'm vibrating on a level that just lets it be known, okay, everything is good, or acknowledging if it's not all good, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't always have these perfect moments, you know, it's not always just a fun time that we're, we're living in or whatever, but to be able to get to a point where you're so in tune with yourself, you can be like, okay, I'm just not feeling it right now, but it's okay, you know, yeah. or I, I need to make sure that I get out of this feeling because, you know, I have this going on. It's basically just digging into that self-momentum, that self-preservation, that just real core energy for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, that's, it, it's also my version of mental health awareness you know mental wellness initiative that's me just taking a stance like hey you know it's not gonna be no fucking doctor sometimes (laughs) you know people can't afford it or they just don't want to go or they feel embarrassed or they feel ashamed or whatever the case may be but it's just a reminder from a personal standpoint of how to overcome you know some whatever's going on in your life um from just different actual perspectives and be it's transparent and it's real and it's honest mm-hmm. and that's what I try to um, make sure that people understand like you know I'm a person just like you absolutely but I've definitely been there and I've gotten through it so let nice. me help you get through it if you're going through something or if not you know maybe you can look back at, at it if you're ever feeling like this at a time nice I really appreciate check please because I'm just gonna kind of give you a spill on me so mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of three kids. I'm the oldest girl. I'm black and Venezuelan. And now here I am, a mom and a wife, right? And I feel like all those things just kind of come from a culture that's cultivated on the woman kind of acting like she has it all figured out. Fuck it. I got it. I'm going to do it. Um, We're the ones people lean on or who they come to for help or who they come to for a nurturing hand. And you're so busy trying to put out fires or how to delegate or how to make sure everybody else is straight. The little hour you do have left at the end of the day, instead of focusing on checking on yourself, you're like, I'm about to go to sleep. Like, I need some rest. I'm tired. Right. So um, I didn't really know that I was or that I wasn't doing self checks or if I was, I wasn't doing it intentionally. So the fact that you have this platform and you've created a show that like, Hey, here's a tip on how to kind of slow things down, have a conversation with yourself and figure this thing out. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. So you, so you just said, you know, you're trying to be, or you try to be as transparent and honest as possible. And you seem like you haven't figured out. You seem like you're very Zen. (laughs) Obviously, you weren't always like this. How exactly. did you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm here, I'm zen, and I can help share this message? <laughs> uh, well, uh, a lot of trial and error. Um, yeah. I'll be 35 this year, so I But know. looking like she's 21, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> for me, it was just getting to a point where you understand who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you own who you are, um, and you own all your shit, and that's just the basics of what this podcast is for so like you said even the fact of checking into yourself intentionally that's the whole point of this right just being intentional with yourself you have to so for me i came from a place of just being in some dysfunctional ass shit Mm -hmm. you know some self-inflicted conflict with other people with myself just really not um taking full accountability for who i was 
certain behaviors that I was exhibiting on a regular basis that became characteristic traits to a degree. Mm -hmm. Um, So he um, said, uh, so look, he said, listen, (laughs) me looking at my text message, trying to answer this question. (laughs) Thank you, Wes. Anyway, um, so for me, it was just coming from a place of understanding, coming from a place of growth and Mm -hmm. coming from a place of just being like, okay, you did some shit, you know, there were some things that you're not necessarily proud of, but you can't, it doesn't matter if you're proud of it or not, the shit happened. It happened, yeah. You know what I mean? So you really just have to own it and you have to make sure that you're being real about who you are. All Absolutely. parts of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. the good, bad, and the fucking ugly. You know what I mean? And that's just, and that's just real. But, but coming to a place of me being a wife, mm-hmm. me being a mom of three, you know, I feel like I owe it to my kids to be the best person that I could possibly be. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, it's important. And, and to know that, hey, I'm not having a good day or I'm not having a good week or maybe I'm just not in a good space. You kind of have to pull it together, no matter if you're having a good whatever or not. So mm-hmm. it's like, to be able to do that, you kind of have to look at yourself and you do have to take some time to reflect. Right. And that's what brought me to a place of just being like, okay, this is where you were, this is where you want to be, and now I am where I want to be. Because I actually was intentional with my truth. I was intentional with who I was. I was intentional with what I was aspiring to do. Inten- hashtag intentional. That might be the yes. name of this damn podcast or, <laughs> or this episode. So yes. something that you said just now was you felt like you owed it to your kids to be the or your kids to be the best version of yourself possible. And I grew up in a situation where, as parents, you either weren't honest about whether or not you were have, having a bad day. It really wasn't a conversation you had with your kids. So they either just didn't know you hit it or you would just come in there with a fucked up attitude. Everybody felt it and nobody knew why. Exactly. So how do you approach your bad days? Is it like a conversation like, hey, guys, listen, mommy's not having it today. It's no offense to you. Just kind of give me my space or how do you handle that? Absolutely. Um, with the littlest two, not so much because they're yeah, like, they're... Oh, you're fucking, you're turn up. <laughs> like, Baby shark. <laughs> right, right. Just throwing shit. But with my oldest, I mean, she's about to be a teenager, you yeah. know, and I don't put um, necessary burdens on her, but I will let her know and let my husband know, like, hey, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I just need a moment. You mm-hmm. know, let me just decompress yeah. and I'll be able to get with you guys, you know, or... I'll take the time to get them out the way, get them fed, everybody in the bed, and I'll take a moment for myself and just meditate, Mm -hmm. just take a moment to breathe. That's one thing that I can say. Me focusing on my breathing when I'm in those times of turmoil really, really helps because what people don't realize is when we're upset and when we're stressed and when we have that strain in our minds, we take these short-ass breaths. It's just, it's so unhealthy. So when I'm really, really frustrated, I'll take a deep breath. It's like having con attractions breathe in breathe out deep breath yes and even with um when i'm putting the littlest two to bed i make all of us to calm down so they just know it's time for sleep i make us all take deep breaths at least like five and they do it every night oh my god yeah because i'm like you guys we gotta just you know bring it in but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah when i'm having a bad day i let them know like hey Mm -hmm. not feeling it Right. You know, and, and they're usually, because it's few and far in between, they'll be like, okay, you know, I got you. Like, yeah, let's like hold it down. Or, yeah. yeah, or my husband will be like, you know what, go lay down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. go take a moment because we know you're not usually like that. But it's like, you got to be mindful of that energy too. I don't want that to spread. I don't want them to just be, I don't want it to be chaos for unnecessary reasons. So yeah. when I'm feeling it and I check myself, 
I let everybody know what's going on and I remove myself until I can be in a better space. Nice. Okay. So, um, you're, I always say you're the more enlightened, refined version of me. I'm trying to reach that level, girl. I'm trying, but like, yeah. but like the inner ratchet, you're like, nah, bitch. So, um, you like to use these words like g- grand rising and, and like frequencies and vibrations and energy. Yeah. And I'm not familiar with the lingo walk me through what these terms mean and what that means for your spirituality okay so instead of saying good morning because you Mm -hmm. know a lot of people have uh, a misinterpretation of words Mm -hmm. right so good morning for a lot of people it's like morning like oh you're in a how are you how is it good morning Mm -hmm. like morn like you're in a place of not necessarily a good space, you know okay. what I mean? So I might say grand rising, like, hey, we're up, we're 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 focused, we're alive, yeah. we're, we're joyous, you know, it's just a better it's a better uh term as far as just letting that frequency shine through. And when I say frequency, I'm meaning like your actual energy level. Mm-hmm. So when we expose ourselves to certain things when we expose ourselves ourselves to certain levels of things, you know, ratchetry and all that shit. Ratchetry. <laughs> All of that shit got to be in moderation because at the end of the day, you're exposing your mind, you're exposing your spirit, you're mm-hmm. exposing the eyes, which are, you know, the, the entryway to your soul yeah. to certain shit that just leaves you at this funky stage. You know what I mean? Like when you're feeling crummy for no reason, that's your frequency being low. Mm-hmm. When you're experiencing these euphoric, you know, just moments of like, ooh, that feels good, you know. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, endorphins are kicking in and things like that. That's your frequency coming to a different, a higher level. Right. So for me, it's just being mindful of your words because at the end of the day, whether you're conscious of it or not, what you speak is like a spell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you could be cursing yourself or you could be blessing yourself. Mm-hmm. You could be cursing others or you could be blessing others with what you're saying, with the intention behind it and with just how you're using your energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like when I say energy transfers, I mean that. It can really transfer based on you're in a fucked up ass mood or say for instance your friend tells you something crazy and then all of a sudden you got an attitude you don't know why. That's an energy transfer. That happens. Your frequency has been brought down. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you don't take enough time to to really just disconnect, mm-hmm. you'll stay in that low frequency versus being like, okay, I can push myself through this, or you know, self motivation might be something that's that's hard for you at a time because you're not pulling your energy from a good source. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, yeah. saying things like, you know, grand rising, it's like it gives you a different thought process versus like oh you know good morning that's just the when i think of good morning i think of it like a mundane like uh, it's just a regular. it's more just like a reactionary like exactly. oh i have to say good morning to you i don't mean anything by it i'm exactly. just saying because i'm supposed to say right yeah, i understand that just like when people say oh how are you you don't really and care. You don't respond yeah you know what i'm saying or like oh i'm good how are you and they don't say anything it's like those are just things that we say, you know, yeah. repetition because that's what we're used to saying. Yeah. So I tried to kind of change the the mood, change the level of things mm-hmm. by saying things like, you know, hey, <clears throat> rising or, you know, you know, uh, frequency check. Are you checking in with yourself? Are you checking in with your vibe? Like, how are you today? How's your mm-hmm. energy feeling? Like, how right. are you feeling? Because at the end of it all, 
if you're not in tune with yourself, you really it's hard for you to get in tune with anybody else. That's a fact. <clears throat> That's a real fact. Okay, cool. So let's talk about an epi- episode in particular. We have several. How many, how many episodes are we on now? This is episode seven for me. Okay. So it's like um, I started in November of last year. So I'm kind of like deciding how many episodes I want to do. I haven't really promoted it the way I need to, but I'm going to be getting some headshots done. And I'm going to go ahead and just launch a whole, you know, campaign behind it. But so far it's been good just from, you know, word of mouth, just letting you know, posting on Facebook. But I am going to get, I, I, me myself said I was going to be way more intentional this year because I feel like it's something that I do want to share with people. I feel like it's something that could help a lot of People who are not necessarily understanding or knowing how to check in with themselves and don't really know where to start is right. a good place for that. I like the way that your show is structured. Just off top, like I remember I was letting Jude listen to like your first episode. He, he was like, yo, like I really like her energy. Like right off top, it was like, she's mad calm. Like I feel sued. I feel like we about to learn some shit like it was dope and i like the fact that you 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 keep your episodes like 15 minutes ish mm-hmm. so it's like a real quick tidbit i yeah. want you to take this yeah. vi- vi- um, vitamin it's not like this long drawn out lecture you don't feel like anybody's preaching to you it's like okay let me take this motivational tool real quick let me apply it wherever i need to apply it to exactly. so super dope thank you i love it <laughs> so um the episode that i want to talk about is the blame game you owning your shit or not nah? <laughs> What 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 inspired you to to make this a topic? Um, well, first of all, it's just something that keeps me accountable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like I said, you, you have those good days, you have those dope ass days, you have those dope moments <coughs> where you're like, Oh, go me and have those <laughs> like, damn I'm fucking up. Like, damn, I'm fucking up. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta own both. You can't just be like, Oh, I'm the shit and I don't got nothing wrong. Like, no, you gotta be real with yourself. So for me it was just a matter of um letting people know that I'm accountable and I even shouted out my homegirl who had me do a vegan challenge for seven days and yeah. I fucking bombed like three times and I was like I'm so sorry like it's gonna take some better planning on my behalf I am gonna give it another shot but I just I had to just own my shit you mm-hmm. know what I mean and that kind of just sparked it like you know what let me just talk about this because a lot of times we don't necessarily um put any emphasis on what we're doing yeah, we like to point our fingers at other people. We like to show people like, oh, you see, you did this, da 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 da. I got a fucking long ass tally of shit that somebody else did. But it's like, bitch, what about you? What have Make you sure been doing? Make sure you only you. Yeah. yeah. So it just it that was the motivation, just being like, you know what? I'm on some shit right now. <laughs> I just fucked up. Let me let y'all know. At the same time, are you owning your own shit? You know. I like it. I like it. So I like the thought of it because a part of me is like, you know, we are our hardest critics or whatever, whatever. But I realize that I do scapegoat things on other people a lot of times, but but it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. And what helped me realize that on top of your episode, I was watching Red Table Talk with Jada. I feel like you have that Red Table Talk vibe. And um, her episode was called um, Learning Forgiveness Mm -hmm. or Learning to Forgive. And her and her brother were on there and they were talking about forgiving their dad. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if y'all watched that show, but basically... You know, their dad was an addict and he really wasn't present inside of their lives. And when he was present and um, he was clean, he would like, um, he would, what is the word when they go back into 
Relapse. He would relapse. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He would relapse and, and, and then they would get angry, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. So he passed and Jada was initially feeling like a lot of guilt because the last conversation they had, it was an angry blow up because he had relapsed and she was trying to put blame on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And the realest thing she said, she was like, I had the realization that his that his life wasn't about him being my dad. He he was on his own journey and just throughout that journey he just so happened to give me life. And once we realize that or once we take the titles away from people, you realize, you know, just because you're my mom doesn't mean you're exempt from these human feelings or going through these certain problems. Yes, nobody's a superhero. Nobody's a superhero and bro like that blew my mind because you really do look at your parents like superheroes mm-hmm. and 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 you feel like they're supposed to do everything perfect yes. and when they do hurt you or they do let um, let you down is so crumbling. Yeah. But to have that realization like, yo, they're humans. They're figuring it out. They're yes. not going to be perfect, especially once you become a parent and you start going through some shit exactly. or or once you're married and you're like, oh, this is what marriage is like. We're yeah. not going to get along all the time. It's going to be some rough days. Yeah. You start to be like, OK, now I can't put my feelings off on them. Exactly. I have to start taking responsibility for my feelings and saying either I'm going to linger on this or I'm going to get over it. Exactly. So yeah, that's what made me think about that. So shout out to Red Table Talk and shout out to you because y'all was both talking about the same shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So let's talk about the reverse of that because which is something I was tell- telling you about. I'm like, I don't really like scapegoat a lot of times, but I feel like I take on the blame a lot mm-hmm. just off the strength of me wanting to keep the peace. Yeah. What is your advice for somebody who does that just because they don't want to, they don't want that tension. They don't want to go through the argument or go through the conflict. So they're like, okay, everything's my fault. Mm-hmm. And we move on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what I say about that is it's, um, it's easy at first to, take on that blame because at the end of it all you know like you said you don't want the tension you don't want the discomfort of the situation you don't want anybody to be mad or upset or things like that at the same time what that can do is it enables people to not hold themselves accountable and a lot of times people lack accountability just period yeah you know what i mean so it's like it can get to a point where you'll start to feel upset because you're like fuck that (laughs) <laughs> I was being the bigger person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this person didn't even acknowledge shit because I was able to take it and they let me take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be careful because, um, you know, you definitely can move a conversation along by saying, okay, well, I could have done this differently. And, you know, I could have done this or, you know, what you're right about blah, blah, blah. But if you have an equal conversation, you know, for lack of a better term, because it's not necessarily about equality, it's more so about getting to a level of understanding. That there can't be unequal blame placed on one person just for the sake of keeping the peace. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna start to feel that resentment, you're gonna start to feel that tension, and then you're gonna be looking at them like, man, that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So what I'll say to because I actually used to be that person. Like, yeah. you know, just like, okay, it's fine, you know, whatever. It's just, you know. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, it, because I didn't want to have conflict. Like, my mouth is real slick at times. You know what I'm saying? So it's like sometimes it, it's a difference between, key, uh, what I'm trying to say is it's a difference between picking your battles mm-hmm. and enabling someone. 
Okay. Those are mm-hmm. two different things. And what I'll say is about picking your battles, some shit is not that serious. You know it's not that serious. You know you're going to get over it. And you know, you know you're taking ownership for whatever the, the situation is. On the other hand, if you feel like there's a situation where that person is not holding themselves accountable, you have to hold them accountable. And it might be in the form of silence. You're not saying shit. Just kind of letting them rock. And then when you get to a point where it's maybe not necessarily tense in that moment, you can be like, hey, that shit kind of pissed me off because, <laughs> you know, X, Y, and Z. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of have a conversation from there. If you see that it's starting to get out of hand, you know, maybe you can... Um, that's when you have to be mindful of what you're saying because if you're intentional with what you're saying and you're, you remove the tension from the situation, that should promote a better healthier conversation you know what i mean and at at it at the end of the day you deserve to have your feelings and your opinion and your voice be heard as well so if you feel like you're getting to a point where it's being put on you and you're not being able to um basically help them see themselves through your eyes Mm -hmm. that's something that you guys have to work on as far as communication as a whole like it just has to be where you let them know like i said not tense, maybe in a good, uh, a dope moment, you know, if y'all smoking or whatever, just kind of be like, yo, you know, that shit kind of pissed me off. Like, because the thing about people is we try to act like it's all good and we try to act like we're moving forward and we try to like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine because it's over, it's fine because it's like you put an expiration date on it, you know, but you might be feeling away for real. If we didn't fully talk about it or or resolve it, it's going to come back up. Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. And then the thing about those type of situations is you'll have your base issue that never got resolved and then the other shit that piles up. And then, stacking. I heard this. Who was talking about this? Yes. It'll stack. Yeah. It'll stack. And then after a while, you'll be like, you know what? That fucking did it. And then mm-hmm. you'll be mad about something that really wasn't that serious, but that core issue mm-hmm. is the trigger for all of that shit because it's pretty much just a it's a it's a consolidation of all of those feelings. You've never really got a chance to actually let off, right? You know what I mean? So, oh, and then the power of no, no, just no, no, no. You know, you just have to learn how to get to a point where you're like, nope, I don't agree. You know, and that's the thing. When you're in those type of situations, people don't understand. You can agree to disagree. And it doesn't have to be nasty. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to get vicious or out of hand or, mm-hmm. you know, get into this whole other thing where people are just popping off and all that. Like, you can literally be like, yo, I'm just not feeling you. I'm not feeling that. I'm not in that place right now, you know, to be able <laughs> to be like, yeah, okay, I agree or whatever. Like, no, I'm just not feeling it. Like, yeah. No. And I think that's, that's something I don't I'm sorry, I didn't no, no, mean to no, no. cut you off. Is that I had to learn, like, conflict isn't necessarily a negative. Like, I think anytime we, we hear conflict, we're thinking, oh, that means, like, it's, like, an aggressive, argumentative, like, screaming battle. Yeah. But conflict just basically means we're not on the same page. Like, exactly. we're not agreeing. And I think once I learned that you can have a disagreement and have a conversation you're not scared to have a conflict or you're not scared to disagree so much anymore. So I thought that was enlightening. Yes. I mean, at the end of it all, it's about understanding, you know, whether it's a friend, whether it's a colleague, you know, Mm -hmm. these are people that are in your life on a regular, consistent basis. They have to respect where you are. You have to respect where they are. Mm -hmm. And it just has to be one of those things where everybody has a mutual respect. And if you feel like your voice is not being heard, you're not being respected, then that means the conversation needs to change. And it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. You don't have to run from it, but you also shouldn't have to 
you know, downplay how you're feeling yeah, to a piece of somebody yeah. else. Like that's just just not because at the end of the day, you're going to it's going to resurface, like you said. So let's talk about communication because that's basically what it is. So mm-hmm. communication in the sense of where you have somebody who knows knows exactly what to say and how to say it to get through the conversation. So in a situation where you're having the same conversation over, over and over again, whenever you're having the conflict or the disagreement, the person is like, I understand. I won't do it anymore. I'll change it etc but we keep revisiting the same thing how would you advise somebody to move forward from that i would ask them what exactly they understand because sometimes we don't dig deep enough to actually find out if the person does understand this. what did and i just say yeah what did i just say <laughs> yeah what exactly do you see as far as it's concerned like what are you taking away from this you know yeah. what i mean because if your actions and your words aren't matching up, which I, we're all guilty of at some point in time, yeah, um, that's something that needs to be that needs to be uh, reviewed. It needs to be looked at a little bit more. Like you just need to focus in on that. So it would be more so like, okay, well, how do you how do you think I feel mm-hmm. based on what I said to you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like get them to talk because the thing is, as they talk, you'll be able to be like. That's not what the fuck I'm saying. And of course, you wouldn't <laughs> say it like that. But yeah. you know, like, that's what you'd be thinking. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Or, okay, yeah, what I'm saying is this, you know. And, and what I what I always try to do within, like, my own relationship, especially, um, it doesn't always have to be right then. It doesn't okay. always have to be when it's going on. Because sometimes that can provoke a whole another situation, you know, with work and everything else. Our, our lives are convoluted with so much other shit. It's like, it just not might not be the right time, you know, and it just might not translate right. And then you end up being more frustrated than you even started out in the beginning. So what I would say is timing is really one of those things. You have to be conscious of that for everyone, you know, it, it, and it doesn't have to be a moment ruining type of a, of a situation when you have a conversation, but it definitely does take being like okay maybe we shouldn't talk about this right now or maybe i'm still upset about it so i don't want to talk about it at this particular moment but we'll talk i totally agree so timing and for me i feel like that's awareness too like be aware of what kind of communication style this person has or what kind of mood they're in when they're in a better position to talk about a situation and also to be selflessness, to yes. be selfless. Yes. Because a lot of times we're like, no, I want to talk about it now. I got to get this shit out. I don't care about what you got going on. But yes. really, if they're not in it to begin with, what's the point of having the conversation? It's going to be redundant at that point. Yep. Pretty because much. you're not going to get, you're not going to get through. They're not going to be receptive. It's just going to be uh, a hot ass mess. It's going to be a hot ass mess. <laughs> it's going to escalate for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this shit's crazy. So, um, wherever you fall in the spectrum, whether it be the blame game where you put in all of your issues off on other people or where you're taking on everybody's issues to keep the peace, make sure you listen to Aries podcast because she has tips and tricks for both of those situations, along with some other things. Like another episode you did was the art of grieving, which was super personal for me because at that point in time, I think I even asked you for that just because I had lost somebody very, very special to me. Didn't know what that meant. Didn't know how to work through those emotions, what grieving looked like, felt like, or anything like that. And something that you do do, which you did say is you're very transparent. You're very real about your personal experiences, what you did right, what you didn't do right, and right. what and how you came out of that situation. Exactly. So that's super dope. 
Um, like I said earlier, you seem like you have the shit figured out. You're giving some really good tips and tricks. Um, you're like my, my free therapist. So I don't need to go pay anybody. We just drink wine and eat edibles and talk yes. some shit. But um, where does Ari go when she needs some guidance or some enlightenment or some self-love tips, rather? Um, honestly, I just surround myself with love. I surround mm-hmm. myself with good energy. Like, I just kind of tune out from the world a little bit and mm-hmm. get real recluse, you know, get around <laughs> right. my fam and just basically just kind of get that energy, you know, from, from that particular space. I also meditate a lot. So I do go within, but I go within and I kind of seek that God energy from just all sources. I'll go mm-hmm. outside and I'll just speak to the universe. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, okay, I'm just not feeling it, you know. Um, but yeah, and I try to be honest with people and I try to be, I try to make sure people are honest with me because mm-hmm. that keeps the conversation legit versus just people just saying shit because they want to fucking say it or because <laughs> it's right. the right thing to say, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. But just surrounding myself with just real positive inspiration, I'll get, I'll get inspired or I'll work on some jewelry, like I'll do something that I think is creative that's a really good way for me to concentrate for me to hone in on what i'm doing for me to be intentional and to just kind of disconnect from the fuckery i like it yeah disconnect from the fuckery (laughs) so again ari thank you so much for coming and being a part of the podcast thank you for for telling us a little bit about check please and and how necessary a lot of these conversations are because as you said not only are we talking about self-help or whatever you're also kind of tuning into different parts of mental health awareness and making sure you're checking in with you know the way that your vibes are which is super 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 important so where can the people find you so you can find me on all podcast platforms um anchor apple music or apple um itunes podcast all that shit right i'm Right, Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find the podcast, you can find Check Please. Um, and what I'll say is, it is one of those things where it's just a good reminder. You know what I'm saying? You might not necessarily be in that space. Right. You might know somebody who is in that space, or you might be like, you know, what? I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm almost. It's almost a way to ignite your spark, mm. so you can ignite other people's spark. Oh, mm-hmm. baby, start a new plan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go break dance in the room. All right, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to what I think about this week. I hope you have an amazing week. Please, please, please comment, share, rate, um, inbox me, text me, call me. I am all that good stuff. Um, I am total, totally reachable and I'm down for whatever conversation you are willing to have. But yes, I hope you have a good week and I will check you next time on what I think about this week.